This is the Data Download, your guide to upping your game when it comes to managing and accessing data in your organization. For Calibra, I'm your host, Jay Miller. Data mesh is a relatively new term, coined by Jamak Dagani at ThoughtWorks. It's an approach that maximizes the value of data by reducing friction through both organizational and technological design. This design distributes control of data throughout your business or organization to the people who know the data best, the subject matter experts. There's quite a lot that goes into making that happen, depending on where you're at, where you're starting from. Our data office here at Calibra has begun that journey. And my partner in crime on this subject has got a broad perspective on this in the market and from our customers. We're going to have a much deeper conversation now about what data mesh is, why it's such a hot topic, how we got started with it ourselves, and where we think it's all heading. I'm Luis Romero. I'm on the product marketing team here at Calibra. I have the privilege of working very closely with a variety of our teams, product management, enablement, the sales team, customer success teams, and of course, our customers as well, to be able to get an ongoing pulse of what's happening in the market, being able to get a clear understanding of some of the up and coming trends and identifying some of the common challenges that our customers and prospects are trying to solve. I get to also work with these teams again to ensure that we're positioning our products and our solutions directly in line with the initiatives and the business outcomes that our customers are looking to achieve. It's been a great journey so far. Do you work with customers directly as well? Yes. So not only our product teams, our customer success teams, but they're bringing men at the front end where, for example, here with Data Mesh, this is something that's huge. That's something that they feel can help them address a lot of the challenges that are going on these days. Over the past few years, uh, a centralized data lake has been a really big thing and has been kind of a way that a lot of organizations are, are aggregating their data. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of the things that I'm starting to hear is it's putting a lot of onus on the IT teams and data teams on being able to manage and create this data. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem I'm hearing is these teams, they're, they're not the experts, right? They don't have the right knowledge or background about what this sales data is, what this HR data is, what this risk management data is, right? They need to start thinking about putting this data into the hands of the the business domains where the HR team or the HR leader is the expert in this data, this risk management VP or leader, they're the expert in this data. They're the ones that should start managing, curating, cleansing, making this data into a product that the data consumers can then use. All too often, I'm hearing about these analysts and business users spending 80% of their time just going through and trying to find their data, get visibility to the data, understand what that data is, and then being able to even trust what that data is or is it relevant to what they're doing in their particular use case. And that's where you're starting to see these organizations want to gravitate towards data mesh, which helps solve some of these things. When you say these teams that are spending 80% of their time trying to find data, you're referring to the business people, right? The teams that are in different business lines, departments, et cetera, not the central data team that's managing the data lake, right? Exactly. Just when they have, I don't know, something they need to analyze about customer churn, whatever it happens to be, they shouldn't have to spend that time going and talking to three or four different people trying to hunt down what that data is. Is it relevant to what they want to do? Like it should be like a prepackaged piece of data or data set Uh that's right there waiting for them when they go into the catalog, they search for it. They know 
that it's up to date, it's high quality, and it's exactly what they need to extract those right insights and, and help them guide their business decision. Well, someone's got to create that data in the first place. That doesn't go away. Here's what I'm hearing you say. You're saying that data lakes are ubiquitous now at most organizations. And while they're great and all, uh, they, they work to store data. The demand from the business to have access to data, to make use of it for their needs is higher than a centralized data team can keep up with. The urgency around you know, doing this in a different way is really about businesses getting value from their data as fast as possible when they need it and not wanting to wait for a centralized team to give them that data or give them access to it or set it up or something. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly, exactly. I mean, they have things they need to do. They should see spending 80% of their time on analyzing the data, addressing whatever business need they, they have to accomplish, rather than kind of having to be that data person or being able to go track down where that data came from, what its lineage is, what data source it came from, then to be able to start doing the things they need for their needs. And that leads them to say, we want to adopt data mesh. So why don't we quickly define what data mesh is? You want to take a swing at that for us? I'd like to boil it down to four pillars, right? So you're going to have that data ownership, data as a product, self-service data infrastructure, and then also federated governance. So I want to keep it pretty high level here. I'm going to go deep in the weeds here. But the first one here around domain ownership. Right. So I think I've alluded to this just a little bit so far, right? So most organizations are built around many different business domains, right? Could be finance, could be engineering, marketing, whatever it happens to be in your organization. And as I mentioned, it doesn't make sense to kind of just shovel all that data into some centralized data lake. And again, it's those IT or data teams that are trying to make sense of it, trying to create whatever piece of data to put out there when they're just not very knowledgeable, right? We should instead put that data into the hands of the true data stewards, right, within these domains where the HR person knows about this HR data, the engineering leader knows about this engineering data. Right. They're the ones that are going to be best positioned to be the data product owner so they can manage, curate, and make that data fully and readily available to be consumed by the business. That's domain ownership there. It's enabling for business domains. Exactly. So next one here, data as a product, uh -huh. right? So we talked about some of these data consumers, business user, people that are needing to go in and find that data, right? They shouldn't be forced to go and try and make sense of the data, cleanse that data, determine what that quality is on their own, right? That's not their job. Instead, it's these data owners that we just talked about that have that full knowledge and expertise about that data that should take the onus of managing that data and cleansing it making sure that it's of the right quality, right? In a sense, kind of treating it like a software product. I really like your analogy here, and I kind of stole it here, is the software should have a vision, right? A strategy and a life cycle to it. It's a product and data should be treated in the exact same way. I think all too often we're seeing organizations just kind of collect all this data and it goes and sits wherever it is. Nobody knows where it is, what it is. They don't know how to put it together. And then you might have this business analyst go and try and do it themselves. And of course, they're not going to be very successful in doing that. Again, now that we're treating this data as a product, now we're going to be able to enrich it and provide all the necessary trusted facts and documentation about the data. So now when we put it out there in the catalog, it's fully ready to go. That business analyst or user goes and searches for it. It's going to be easy to find. They're going to fully trust it. 
now they don't have to spend 80% of the time messing around the data. They can spend 80% of their time focused on what they need to do for their business need. All right. So that's two. Yeah. So self-service data infrastructure here, I think pretty much that are 99% of the customers we talk to, they're always going to talk about their complex data landscape, right? They have all this data across all these data sources. They're just almost overwhelmed with being able to connect to it, much less being able to get visibility to it, and even more or less being able to do something with that data and, and getting it into the hands of their consumers there, right? So we got to figure out a way to remove the friction from both the data producers and the consumers and make it easy for them to go and find that data, bring that data together, understand the quality of the data, and again, put it out there in like a data marketplace, a data catalog. But again, make it very, very self-service. There's way too much data out there, way too many things to make it where you have to manually go and do whatever you need to do, right? We need to make it more self-service where it's possible, leverage all kinds of cloud technology that's out there. Use things like enterprise data catalogs where you have kind of this one-stop shop to go and find your data across all these data sources and leveraging things like a data marketplace where all your users know that they can go to this place to find all the certified data sets that they know that they can use uh, moving forward, right? This is really the only way that you're going to be able to scale across these really complex data environments. We got three of the four so far. So business domain ownership, meaning subject matter experts in different departments or lines of business who create data should also own that data to make use of it rather than a centralized team who may not have the business subject matter expertise. The second one you said was to treat data as a product. So when that business domain owner is using data and producing a data set with it, they've got a vision for that. They have some requirements for it, right? It goes through a life cycle of designing requirements and then building it and then managing and maintaining it over time. Then the third one was self-service infrastructure, which is, let's say, the ease by which they can do those things. Tools to help them navigate to the data, to wrangle it, to make use of it, put it together, to then make it available for consumers of that data product to get access to it. The sum total of all of that to me is enablement. And it's enabling those business owners to do their work with data to create great data products so that others can consume them. That's kind of a theme that I'm hearing. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you've already implemented it to some degree already. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're, you're spot on. So, all right, federated governance, our fourth pillar. Tell me about that one. Yeah, so I think here, and a lot of things that I hear around this is just, there's almost kind of an unhealthy balance between reducing risk and supporting compliance against enabling the business to kind of achieve their goals and do the things that they need to do. Right. And so it's almost kind of this top down governance approach that says, okay, here are all, all the policies and the things and ways that you can go and access your data. And that's it. So you take some of these large enterprises that have, I don't know, 20 or 30 different business entities, and maybe they were acquired across a number of acquisitions over a number of years that maybe they still kind of work on their own. There has to be a better balance between the reducing risk the supporting compliance and the things that they need to do. Otherwise, they just feel kind of hmm. hampered and constrained and they can't achieve the things that they need. That You really need that just kind of delicate balance between fostering kind of enterprise-wide authority. Obviously, there's going to be some policies that, that matter what entity you are, you're in within that organization. You cannot supersede that. 
But at the same time, there's got to be some domain-specific context and control that's given to each of these entities so that they can do what they do best around that data. And obviously, there's going to be some sharing between those different entities. There's going to be things like privacy regulations that have to be adhered to. But again, being able to foster the right mix or the right balance of that governance and having some freedom there. And again, getting away from that top-down governance approach, I think is going to be key for these, not only the the entire organization, but these individual domains to be agile in what they need to do. So obviously, you and I have been working pretty closely together here for the past six months or so, and I've got to learn a lot about what you're doing in the data office, which is great. I think it's a good kind of window into what this looks like here right within our own organization. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you want to kind of start about the genesis of the data office, paint a picture of what it looked like at the beginning, and then maybe start getting into what were those first few steps or some of the reason behind your team and the data office as a whole thought moving towards or implementing this data mesh. So many organizations have a central data office to start with because a company hires a couple of analysts or a couple of data engineers and they get going and they don't have that subject matter expertise that you walked us through a minute ago. And then when they start thinking about adopting a data mesh approach, they kind of have to convert. (laughs) Maybe they even have to transfer people from a central data office into business domains or maybe there's layoffs. I mean, it can be really, really difficult for organizations. One of the things that's really cool about how this data mesh approach started here at Calibra is Stan and Felix began their approach to data and analytics here at Calibra with that business domain ownership as a first principle before you or I were even here. Before there was a central data office, there was already BI, business intelligence functions in some of the departments around our company. So it kind of started by design from them in the very beginning. Then, you know, Stan uh, started to grow a data office and build out a data lake technology ecosystem so that those folks had data to make use of. And then it started to grow from there. And that's when I joined and we started to build it out from there. So to take that starting point that Stan uh, had begun with and expand that out required more enablement for those BI functions in the different departments, right? The data and analytics professionals, we needed to give them more modern, more scalable, more capable self-service infrastructure tooling so that they could do more with data. I'm not doing data and analytics work with our CRM data or our HR data. They're doing it from the business, right? So what our job is in the data office is to grow a team that's got data engineering skills, infrastructure skills, and some machine learning and data science skills, et cetera, to enable those business domains to effectively own their data. It kind of began, you know, with a data mesh as a first principle from the beginning. It's pretty neat to join in that way. We didn't have to do a reorg at Calibra in order to implement data mesh. We were already doing that organizationally before the data office really got off the ground and moving quickly and growing. So we're hiring, again, data engineers, data scientists to help and to enable and empower those other business domains to get the value out of the data that really they own. And whenever you, you did this initial enablement with the various teams, 
Mm -hmm. What was that initial response and, and what was that uptake like with them? Well, they were already doing it, right? The initial response was, well, we need better tools than we have now. Like what I guess, let's say the majority of those teams were doing their analytics in some cases spreadsheets, or they were doing all of their calculation in the BI tool. So the compute to do their, their calculations was, you know, let's say local to their laptops, which is inefficient. So we worked with them to understand what they needed to do and worked to modernize the technology stack. And you said the word cloud before, so we're definitely making use of cloud technology to do that, to shift the heavy lifting of data wrangling and analytics work to cloud systems made available to them so that they could do their number crunching once. So as we modernize the technology stack to give them the tooling that they needed, you might be thinking, well, isn't that centralized technology? Sure. We would purchase from a single vendor or a, or a set of vendors to, to build up our data and analytics technology stack, but we give full control of the data pipeline, really the flow of creating data to those business users. So in, in data mesh terms, it's legal to, to have central tech so long as those business domain owners have that full control of the data. So we modernize the technology stack so that compute and all of the heavy lifting of the analytics as they produced data products was done in the cloud rather than their laptops or in spreadsheets and things like that. Uh, so that when they were producing data products, those data products could then be used by others, right? That needed to do similar analytics using those things. So let's give an example. Someone doing sales analytics on CRM-based data we're talking customer lists, but we're also talking people that are on account teams in our company, right? So sales and support people. Those sales and support people also have records in, a, in an HR data set. So if you've got a sales data set that's turned into a data product with all of the CRM information, if they're doing sales analytics related to the people that are in account teams, they may need to get access to an HR data product that the HR team has created. So this is how different teams across a company, across an organization, are both producing and consuming data products that each other are making. That modern technology stack that I described before is how they do that. Before that existed, before our data office created these self-service data and analytics tools for them, they were recreating and reinventing wheels all the time. Every time someone needed to combine those two data sets, each person would have to redo the construction of those data products terribly inefficient, really frustrating, and you have inconsistency problems and challenges and, and, and all of that as well. So while we started out with data mesh as a first principle and domain ownership as a first principle, not having that self-service infrastructure at scale, modern in the cloud, made the reality of that still difficult. So, so the early part of the journey, once we started building out this data office, was to shore that up so that they could achieve consistency, so that they could do it efficiently. And, you know, we, we get to use our own product here at Calibra so that when each of those data product owners produce a data product, they're actually publishing it through the Calibra catalog so that each of those analytics folks shop for data products in the Calibra platform from each other. So that, that winds up being pretty cool. So you bring up an interesting point here. So you mentioned that, that we started with um, domain ownership. Mm -hmm. And this is a question that I get asked pretty often is, how do I get started or where do I get started? Is there 
like one common way that someone should jump into data mesh, or are there a variety of ways? I guess how how would you respond to to an organization that came to us and said, "Hey, I I like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in this, but I I just feel overwhelmed. I don't know exactly which path to get started down first. Yeah. So to add to all the other suggestions uh, that we talked about already and our own journey here within the data office, there's one more thing I want you to consider. And that is how ready is your organization, particularly management's commitment to applying this approach? And if I had to pick just two things for them to be introspective about, it'd be this. First, are we ready to commit to run our business this way? Again, this isn't a one-time project. It's, It's really a way of life going forward. And then second, is management committed to funding skills development, cloud technology investments, et cetera, right? Necessary to support this broadly and scalably. Yeah, no, no, that, that's, that's great. We're pretty far down our, our data mesh journey. Mm-hmm. Where do you see us going in the next, I don't know, six months or, or a year down this path? Yeah, thanks, Lewis. So there, there are a few things here. Let's go pillar by pillar with domain ownership. We're already there on the buy-in with each domain, right? Where we're going to want to develop is around the nature of the analytics done inside the domains. So what I mean by that is today we're essentially lending advanced analytics with machine learning out of our central data office into the domains. But as we mature all that, I suspect we're going to start to see these things being done directly by the domains. Related to that, part of the reason we're beginning the machine learning journey centrally in our team is that we're building the infrastructure and process necessary to operationalize models to retrain them regularly. Ultimately, we want this to be easy for domains to leverage, and we're gonna take this on ourselves uh, as a first step. Further, we wanna do more automation and integrations across all the analytics needs in service of those domains to reduce that friction. Third, the data product pillar is a fun one. Adopting the product mindset, as we discussed before, will more and more include the types of tried and true fundamentals for any project manager. Things like documenting your business case, costs, return on investment estimates, success measures, stuff like that. We want to bake that into the data catalog and the development process for all data product owners around the business. The fourth federated governance pillar actually is called federated computational governance. So the computational part needs to start essentially automating governance workflows. Shamak refers to this as uh, governance in code. You know, I said before, it's cool that we get to use our own product here at Calibra, and this is increasingly going to enable us over time to automate policy enforcement on data. You sort of asked me the question about where we're headed in the future, I, but I usually ask every guest where we're headed in the future. Do you, you get to see lots of different customer, let's say, questions and implementations of these sorts of things. Calibra is of a certain size. You get to work with customers that are much larger than Calibra who have also started this journey. Is what we've talked about here today, let's say consistent with what you're actually seeing in the market? Are you seeing really big differences, substantial differences, or you know how, how do we compare? Yeah, and I think, I guess, gauging it by the number of domains, right? You could have mm-hmm. us that maybe we just have a handful of domains and there's enterprises out there that have 20, 30, 50 or more domains there, right? And kind of giving, I guess, I don't know if power is the right word, or giving each of those domains the right autonomy that they need to be able to do what they need with the data, curate it, make it available. 
If you can be successful in doing one of those domains, I think it, you can replicate that fairly easy. There's a customer that we've been talking with quite a bit here recently. They have uh, 20 plus domains out there. And a lot of it, ha these different domains, they've actually been acquisitions over the, the number of years. Oh, and yeah. a lot of them still operate somewhat independently. Obviously, they still fall under the, the bigger organization. But that's a really important piece is that they continue to operate independently, but they have to be able to share the data between the other entities as well. And that's where that greater value, right, where the... The, this, the, the sum of everything together is better than anyone individually on their own. But it, the difficulty comes in how you share that data. And that's where, again, that federated governance really comes into play, especially when you have a variety of privacy regulations, for instance. But again, if, if you have those processes and tools in place, whether you have one or 20 or 30 or more, it applies the same way no matter how small or how big you are. And again, a lot of it comes down to the organization being okay with changing the way they do things, right? Before they got acquired, they did it one way. Now that they've been acquired, there's a new way of doing it. Right. But again, if you can kind of prove that value with that, that first domain, show how successful it is, then I think the sky is the limit, really, no matter how big the enterprise is. In a nutshell, I'm hearing you say not so different than, than what we've described in our journey, just much bigger scale. Exactly. Our vision of the Data Office of the Future includes it being an enabling function to bring data mesh to reality, to optimize, to automate, and more, so that business domains can directly, easily, and efficiently create and manage data products that produce value. Data mesh is about decentralization and distribution. Now, that doesn't mean we evaporate the notion of a central data office. No, it means our mission changes, though. Let's look at the data office role first. So we're going to provide data infrastructure to domain-based data professionals acting as a center of practice, offering standards and policies, templates, reusable code, automation, and more. At the core of this, I see two key components. First, a data catalog that acts as sort of a marketplace for the data product creators to publish their data products. Consumers of those data products are going to be, you know, a mix of casual viewers, but also other data product creators who are going to combine multiple data products together to derive their own data product, all of which are published through that very same catalog. Second, the federated governance model is crucial. With wide distribution and decentralization, you have local control of data, definitions, and methods, but your data mesh is going to become a data mess if that creates redundancy or inconsistency. Further, the decentralization also risks causing data silos where there were none before. Federating the model provides global organizational oversight and some guardrails and policies, but maximizing local context. So for you business folks out there, you're all excited about local control, aren't you? Well, I agree, but pivoting to this takes assessment of where you're at. First, we have to look at where the skills are and what those skills are. Controlling data within business domains means having data literacy proficiency. Let's call that fluency. At minimum, strong SQL skills, data visualization skills, and over time, that's gonna to extend to data engineering, data science, and more. This is where we need executive level commitment to fund the skills development widely, alongside funding the infrastructure modernization I mentioned earlier. Again, all of this is totally doable, but we wanna be intentional about it and committed to it. And we advise that crawl, walk, run evolution. Pick a domain that's ready to build a data product that's got clear value. 
and start building up on those wins. Learn as you go to improve the implementation as you onboard more. At the end of the day, Data Mesh is a huge enabler that maximizes the value your organization can get from its data. We're pretty excited about living this journey ourselves in our own data office and sharing that experience with you. Check out our Data Mesh blog series for even more on that subject. We'll put links to that in the podcast notes. For Calibra, this is the Data Download. I'm your host, Jay Millicher, and we'll see you next time. Want even more insight into managing your data? Visit Calibra.com slash podcast for additional resources on the topics covered in our show. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. And a five-star review certainly doesn't hurt our chances with the algorithm. It's all about the algorithm, isn't it, folks? It's a great way to help us reach new listeners, and we truly do appreciate your support. The Data Download is a production of Calibra in collaboration with Stories Bureau.